you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Who, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a Hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 46 of the Dave Damashek football program. As always, available on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Also available at davedamashek.nfl.com. If you go there now, you'll also find a this week's shame report reflecting on the, the deeds and misdeeds that we saw from the wild card weekend. And then also you can look at uh, the latest NFL. This one, this is uh, this is the animated piece that we do with uh, our pals over at BindleDog.com. It's animated. It's, you know, it's the alternate universe. What if something had gone differently in NFL history, how things might look? And uh, I, this was pro football in general. I did it about the USFL. So take a look at that one. How things might have gone if the USFL had survived instead of falling on its face in the mid-'90s. I personally find it interesting. The young people of the world, they turn their nose up at it. I don't know what the USFL is. Ergo, why should I watch? But, you know, the the bottom line is judge for yourself. Right now, let's dig into uh, – we have an exciting show here. Our first ever player guest is going to be walking through those doors in our matter of moments. Steven Jackson of the St. Louis Rams. New coach, Jeff Fisher, just announced. Looking forward to yapping with him about that. Real quick, though, let's say hello to our old pal, from NFL.com and beyond, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thank you for having me. So our first in-studio guest is going to be a member of the St. Louis FC. That's right. The team on you a refused day. to call the Rams. Well, they're not the Rams because the Rams played in Los Angeles. Also on the so day when, they, when, when Jeff Fisher was hired because I was taking it when Jeff Fisher was putting in and digging in his heels and saying, I'm going to go to Miami. 
I took that as a sign like, oh, well, I guess the team is going to be moving to St. Louis. He didn't want to be a part of that move because, as you remember, he was a part of the Houston Oilers team that moved to Tennessee, played one year at the Liberty Bowl, one year at Vanderbilt before they finally got into their new stadium right there. Two years. Is played they, one year at the Liberty Bowl. One year right. at the Liberty oh, Bowl yeah, in Memphis. Right. Yeah, one year right. at Vanderbilt. Because it, it went horribly wrong because Memphis and oh, Nashville. They were, yeah, and they were the Tennessee Oilers, which is one of those uh, misnomers like Los Angeles Lakers, Utah Jazz kind of things. Right? They don't have oil in Tennessee? Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like they should. Seems like the kind of place. Seems like it, right? In the South. All right. It makes sense. But yeah, but so it seemed like because he didn't want to go through that again is the reason why he was balking at coaching St. Louis because, and it's weird too, because St. Louis has the number two pick. They got Sam Bradford, who I think is a great quarterback. We can ask Steven Jackson about that. Steven Jackson, Brandon Lloyd, somebody good on that offense is going to be added in the draft. So it seemed like if he wasn't going to take that job, it was Well, a, the debate was Miami and the, the word out of Miami is that one, they wouldn't pay him the extra million or two that he wanted. And then beyond mm-hmm. that, he wanted personnel control and Jeff, uh, Jeff Ireland, would not uh, relinquish that, or the Dolphins wouldn't give that to him in favor of, <laughs> well, John, Jeff, of Jeff Ireland. Jeff hey, Ireland. You know. And what is, I, I'm not sure, I am not necessarily besmirching the name of Jeff Ireland, but what's his track record? I know he worked with the Cowboys and brought in guys like Terrence Newman, but Terrence Newman right. is fine. Roy Williams, not the wide receiver, but the safety. Right, not good. Out of football, I believe now. Jason Witten, I think, is his one highly pedigree okay. guy who still is uh, is still well, thriving hey, when, in the when, league. Hey, when Jeff when Jeff Ireland talks, you know you got to show Kenny some respect. Yeah, it seems like well, this is our guy. Yeah, but you could have Jeff Fisher. Are you really gonna? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I get that one, but uh, but Dolphins loss is. Where's the uh, sliding scale of like Jeff Fisher as a coach should intersect somewhere with Jeff Ireland as a GM? And I think Jeff Fisher, I think. That's who you'd want more. I guess it, it seems odd to me. But uh, anyway, here's what we're going to do, Rank. Before Steven Jackson shows up here, we're going to – I think we should take some calls. I think okay. that's fun. We should uh, bring in the Czech Republic, and uh, I guess if they're, you know, the two members of the Rank Amateurs sure. are out there. I think they're in bring... class right now. <laughs> the um, So uh, so w- here's what we do. Follow Rank on Twitter. At Adam Rank is the way to do that. And then he tweets out, hey, we're taking calls. So tweet that out right now there, okay. Rank. And, uh, and then people can uh, start dialing up. He'll give the phone number out. Also, I'm at Damashek, And then also follow NFL Com Live. That's at NFL Com Live. Why? Because during Super Bowl week, we're going to be in Indianapolis doing a show live from Media Row. And it's also going to be on video. And it's going to be me, you, and then Elliot Harrison will come in occasionally. Jason Smith will come in. And uh, so we'll do a show from there. And NFL Com Live will be asking you know, who in applesauce on the Twitter. Very you cool. respond, chime in. So make sure you follow that. Can we but wear ties on that? I, I am going to insist upon it. Why didn't you wear a tie today? Casual Friday. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to open up the phone lines here, and uh, we'll wait for the phone to start ringing. Real quick, it's episode 46. Who you got? We honor the player who wore it best in the NFL and sports history. I've got 46, Chuck Muncie. Chuck he Muncie. Wore the big, he wore the black horn rims. Love I like that. Those Scored classes. a lot of touchdowns for those uh early 80s Chargers teams, and before mm-hmm. that, he was with the Saints. He was a good running back. Really good running back. Underrated. Um, Todd Christensen. Yep. I like that. I like when the tight end wears a number in the 40s. I do, too. He started off as a fullback, got switched. Chris and everything. Cooley goes 47 47's now. cool, yeah. Yeah, 40, yeah 46, like Todd that. Christensen. Prolific in his day. History mm-hmm. seems to have forgotten him a little bit, but he yeah, put up monster what? When you numbers. Look at, when you look at it gets so distorted when you look at the numbers that Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham, Aaron Hernandez are putting up, and 
the whole era. But when you compare him against his contemporaries of the guys he played against, he was probably the. I mean, he had Kellen a window of a, like three or four years where, where he was he the top pass catching catching tenant. triple digits in passes. I mean, because I'm, I'm 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 trying to remember he extended pass Kellen think, Winslow. Well, I think he had yeah, and I think he had Jim Plunkett throwing him the ball, but then I think he had guys like Jay Schrader. Yeah, well, so they, he was putting well, up they, big numbers with uh, with with junk throwing him the ball. Pete Johnson of the Cincinnati Bungles, big fat guy, the original goal line back, a guy you would just put in there when it's when when, when you're. Uh, first and goal and he would pound it in there he was like a 480 pound running back i think mm-hmm. maybe not that big but you have to be a big guy to wear number 46 yeah that's true. like if you're a running back right. like steven jackson Liddell would look Betts good and, it, yeah you know he would look cool at number 46 tim but, mcdonald oh yeah really good underrated player tim mcdonald his I, son's I, playing right you know and at usc at i USC. think all right so i think it comes down to unless wait, I, wait, wait, I don't forget about doug plank Doug Plank. Because, you know. 46. Uh, but people forget about him. He's not a real well-known player, except it was his number Buddy 46. Ryan. Yeah, that was named the 46 You're not telling defense. me anything. What are you, I'm am telling I dumb? the listeners. You think I don't know my stuff? I'm telling I the listeners. The I'm not talking down the... to you. I was reminding our listeners. You're talking the down guys, to our the listener, guys, and I won't stand for that. The guy who doesn't, the guy who doesn't know who the USFL was or what the I USFL see. was might not realize that Doug Plank was the. Reason for the name of the 46 defense. By the way, can I say something about your NFL, too? Yes. You also did one. One of the first ones you did was the tuck rule one. Right. A good idea to break that out because divisional weekend, that was when it happened oh, yeah. 10 years ago. Great idea. All right. I'll, I'll see if we can make that happen. Chuck Muncie. Let's choose here. Is it Chuck Muncie, Todd Christensen? I think it's those two. Yeah. One or the other? Which one is it? Muncie? Well, I'm not going to go with the Raiders. So I'll go All right, well, let's go Muncie then. Chuck- let's go Chuck Muncie because if for no other reason because he had the uh, black horn rims running on the field. He was an NFL football player catching passes with his uh, with his bifocals on. Yes, yeah, like I don't know Greg, if they were bifocals. Like but. Greg Proops. He was out there with those glasses. <laughs> yeah, or Elvis Costello. Yes. Imagine him playing football. <laughs> Buddy Holly. All right, so that's that. All right, now, uh, like I say, what are we going to talk about until Steven Jackson? That's up to you, the listener, because we're going to open the phone line. So we have somebody well, we on the did, line well, there. We, wait, we did do a uh, – I had a pick six this week about Tim Tebow, where I was casting oh, right. the Tim Tebow movie. Yeah. And trying to figure out who would be the best to play Tim Tebow. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that. And, and I, I said – go with I said Chris Tebow. Pine. I know if it would probably be a big budget studio picture, so they'd probably end up with somebody the like Ryan Reynolds. The guy from Star Trek. But Chris Pine, the guy who played Captain Kirk in the new and Star Trek. And he was on Trek. that Runaway Train movie with Denzel Washington yes. and I didn't see. He'd Seemed probably... like a weird premise. Wait, the train is running free. Okay, pull the brake. Yeah, and Movie's it seems over. like there must be some way to stop that. Yes. Instead of it being a two-hour movie. It has to be somebody. And what could be on that train that would destroy it? It was going to be a Toyota Tacoma pulling in front of it and slowing down like those idiotic commercials. <laughs> All right, so uh, so have, come, come up with that. If you guys have an idea on the Tebow thing, how about that's what we talk about? If you guys have something on that. Or, yeah, whatever your pleasure. But, yeah, that's a good place to start. All right, uh, Black Tie, we got somebody on the phone? Yeah, we do. First caller. Excellent. We have Adam on the line. How say you, sir? Uh, you guys may know me as Thunderlips from the message board. Oh, Thunderlips. Uh, you guys may know me as Thunderlips from the message board. Oh, Thunderlips. No way. What's happening? Yes, from, uh, from Twitter and beyond. How are you, Thunderlips? A yeah. uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Really excited <laughs> to get to talk to you guys. How are you, Thunderlips? Uh, What's going down? Membership of both uh, Czech Republic and Frank Amateurs. Dual Is that allowed? Yeah, I think you can have dual citizenship. All right, I'll, I'll let it go, I guess. It's like if you were born in a, an, a military base in the in the – Rank amateurs. You're still a member of well, the Czech Republic. My, my mother was uh, born in the Czech Republic. My father was a rank amateur. <laughs> so I think 
think I get that exception. Perfect. Well, Thunderlips, it's an exciting time for uh, the sports fan right now. I love that he's got that old Hulk Hogan. It's it's a little avatar when he comes in on the Twitter. Yeah, Thunderlips. I, as a matter of fact, I should also uh, promote uh, scheduling note. I just sat in with uh, Bald Brian of uh, Adam Carolla podcasting fame. He also does a podcast called The Film Vault. I sat Film in Vault, with yeah, that. I'm and, all aware. And we uh, we did The Film Vault, and we talked about the greatest athletes in uh, in movie history, the greatest performances. By uh, by athletes in movies, and uh, amazingly, Thunderlips did not come up. But that was a we were remiss in miss in missing that because tour de force. Yeah, he's he's excellent in that one scene when he takes on Balboa. Anyway, Thunderlips, what's on your mind today? Uh, I had a little question. No, no offense to uh, Adam Rank, and without no please any names, please offend. Uh, there's some other uh, members of the Damashek universe that we haven't heard from in quite a while, and I was wondering if. We'd be getting to any of those anytime soon. Who are those people that you speak of? Let me guess. The Ed? I, I am a fan of the Ed. We uh, got, we have to get the Ed. Listen, he's, he's uh, I believe, uh, one of our favorite callers of all time, or, in fact, I would have to say my favorite caller of all time, mm-hmm. the Ed. Um, yeah, listen, the phone lines are open right now. I hope he'll call in uh, momentarily. Anyway, and um, uh, I'm also a really big fan of uh, one Mr. Hollywood insider, David Feeney. I'm not familiar with the name. Oh, uh, David Feeney. Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's uh, most most known for uh, writing on According to Jim. Uh, yeah, and uh, and currently um, making his pages. Two Broke Girls. Two Broke Girls. That's right. Oh, look who follows. Somebody's uh, apparently a uh, a member of the Feensters Union. Local, and I believe uh, uh, congratulations are in order on his uh, upcoming nuptials. Wow. Somebody really knows Whoa. David Feeney. Yeah, maybe he'll get an invitation to the wedding even. Yeah, listen, David Feeney uh, needs to make his way over here to Studio 66 to sit in on the podcast. We continue. Believe it or not, I get a lot of te- – uh, if, uh, if if you're not aware, I used to do a podcast called Daves of Thunder for, I wasn't uh, aware of that. for the Corolla Network. And uh, – <laughs> And uh, it was uh, it was it was beloved by our fan base and uh, appreciated by who always asks after that. I always promised that we would do like a Brady Bunch style reunion show or reunion mm-hmm. shows. Ooh. We just haven't been able to line it up, but uh, but we are going to do it. I promise you that. I know Jacuzzi Pete wants to do it. Feeney wants to do it. We've got to we got to do it. We just, he's just been uh, busy with his, uh, his his pending nuptials as well as his new gig there. But I promise we're going to do that at some point soon. Excellent. All right, Thunderlips, uh, and uh, any football-related uh, hooey and applesauce you'd like to you'd like to regale us with? Uh, or question I'm about? an Eagles fan, so my season season ended. It's been over for several, quite some time. Weeks yeah. ago. Football season is over across the. Uh, do you the, spend the your time? State. Yeah. Do you spend your time rooting against the Giants now? Is that your your main objective? Uh, for some reason, I found myself rooting for the Giants. What? Last weekend. Again. I never understand this. Against every every uh, instinct, I just couldn't, for whatever reason, my heart was rooting for the Giants. That's a weird thing. Uh, yeah, Is you it can't, because you can't deny like, what the heart, the heart wants what it wants, as they say. But it was I think, almost like when the Giants played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. For some reason, I, I had to root for the Giants. That That was the only other time that... I was pulled in that direction. Well, I get that. I don't want to speak for rank, but that's because you're an American, and the it is it's the sad irony that uh, that they represent America. Do the Patriots because of their name? They wear red, white, and blue, and mm-hmm. they just they're 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 you know videotaping, hiring coaches in the middle of the year away from other teams, cheating, playing with the rules, anything but America. 
Yeah, why don't they get Urban Meyer? I've, I'm surprised they haven't made that move. Made Urban Meyer <laughs> like a, an assistant coach. Like, oh, yeah, like, what's wrong? What are, and Bill Belichick would just sit there and feign, you know, what do you mean? Like, is, is, is this against the rule? I didn't know. Like the, the whole, book. like the whole thing with the, with the spy game, with the whole, like, oh, are we not allowed to tape the other guy? Like, it's a total, like, adolescent way to go through May life. I say, may I just remind everyone of this, too? In spite of the fact that everybody always holds up patriot defenders of this deed, of this misdeed by Belichick in the videotaping, they always say, hey, everybody in the league does it. Everyone knows it. Oh, yeah? Then how come there hasn't been one case <laughs> ever since? Not one case of it showing up. Anyway, thanks a lot for the call, Thunderlips. Don't be a stranger, eh? Thank you for having me. All the best. There he goes. Thunderlips. Thanks, Adams. Speaking of the Eagles, we missed uh, Shady McCoy. It was uh, was passing through the NFL Network. Unfortunately, I was otherwise occupied. Would have been nice to have uh, glad-handed with Shady McCoy. Not just another Keystone Stater, but uh, a, a, a former visitor to the uh, Dave Damashek football program. That's but actually right. why he was coming by. Is that right? He wanted he was to a catch little up, remiss, and I, yeah. I feel bad. I tried to get some time with him, and he's like, you know what? If, if it's not the two of you, you I know what I need? It's, I like, it's out. like Van Halen. It's like if there's if it's not the entire four – you know, with Michael Anthony, the Van Halen brothers, I don't want it. And that's what he said to me. Is that right? He did. Uh, well, I, I guess that's flattering. You know, I have to figure out, though, speaking of the NFL Network, you know, they have down there, they have this place called the Huddle. It's the cafeteria-ish kind of thing. Uh-huh. All these dishes and the fancy pants is like uh, Rich Eisen and uh, Sap and all these characters. Jamie Dukes. Dukes. They all have dishes named after them, right. sandwiches and such. I said... You know what they said? I asked them, and they said, "Yeah, you can you can have one." And I said, "Oh, I didn't expect that uh, response." Mm-hmm. And they said, "What what kind of sandwich? What's your recipe? What dish do you want?" And I realized I don't want to just get lost up there on this board with you know Rich Eisen and these Hall of Famers. They names pulled up down there. the Sanchini, I noticed too. <laughs> Did they really? Yes. I um, what I'd like to have up there, I instead of that. And they have the salad station, you know. I want. I just want the soup station. I want it to be the, the Damashek. I'd like it to be Damashek, the Dave Damashek soup station. So every time you come by for it to fill up your boat, because I like soup. I mm-hmm. love. In fact, I love it. You know, I, I love soup. It's and one it, of your passions. It, <laughs> it is one of my passions. All right, on the line right now we have uh, we have Kent. Kent, what's going down, man? How are you guys doing? Long time no talk, Damashek. What's going on? Kent, is this Kent from uh, Pittsburgh, PA? Oh yeah! Oh, the oh. guy who I blew off. I was supposed to go to Wahoos today. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Well, uh, anyways, I know you guys are talking about Tebow the movie and things like that. And I yeah. know Rank, Rank's a big wrestling fan. Well, with the Tebow three sixteen with last week, okay. I have an idea. You have WrestleMania down in South Florida this year, which sadly, as a Miami grad, is still probably more U.S. fans than Miami Hurricanes fans, anyways. So here's the thing. Vince McMahon should get Tim Tebow to come and do some special guest appearance at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. As Tebow's down, you can sell your Tebow 316 shirts. Okay. Then, out of nowhere, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes down. He gives him a Stone Cold stunner, throws the Austin 316 shirt on, gives him the double salute, and then leaves as Tebow lays in the ring, sort of senseless. And that would sort of epitomize everything that Tebow is, in my opinion. A guy that you know, it's going to peak at a point, but eventually is going to be laying down on the field in disappointment, ultimately with somebody better over top of him celebrating. I like the scenario you laid out down there. I already think that the WWF already has their own Tim Tebow. It's John Cena. 
I mean, it's if you look at it, John Cena and Tim Tebow are the same guy. They've got the goofy haircut. They're both muscle-bound. They're loved by children and hate by discerning adults. They're the same guy. I've never seen him in the same spot. You could be right. They could be sort of like uh, Tim Tebow's John Cena's evil twin in another sport. Let's not, let's not kid <laughs> ourselves, though. He would have to, if they did this in WWE, that in, they would have to have him resurrect at some point, right? He would have to, <laughs> if he he would seem down and out. Oh, I like I like the, all the metaphors that we could really work in. This could open up WWE to a whole new world. But, yes. uh, and, also, and also, don't you think that they should have JR at some point, you know, good old JR, he should do some sort of commentary. Imagine if Jim Roth was announcing that Broncos-Steelers game last weekend. As sad as it was for us Pittsburghers, knowing how it happened, listening to JR announce that final play probably would have made it 30 times better than Jim Nance announcing it. Am I right about that? Yeah, we totally missed the boat. I mean, if, and if you know, for those of you who don't follow the WWE, Jim Ross. I'm going to explain it to you. Jim Ross is kind of like the Gus Johnson of the WWE where he makes things better and he just, his excitement and his enthusiasm is infectious and the wrestlers by, you know, extension are put over because of it. Whereas the guy that they have out there right now is like Michael Cole. He's like Joe Buck. Who's who's like slightly undignified to be out there, kind of like nah, like unimpressed by what's going on with the action. Jim Nance kind of falls in between the two of them. It was a decent ending, but yeah, a good old Jr. or a good old Gus. How Gus Johnson wasn't calling that game? I've is, seen, I've seen, uh, I, I've heard uh, some of this Ross characters work. I love it. I, I, the the one I remember was when the uh, Phoenix Suns dunking gorilla got in the ring yeah. and was and he was fooling around but it wasn't Tom Foolery to Undertaker as so I yeah, yeah, yeah. in there with and he started to choke uh, the the, <laughs> the gorilla the Phoenix Suns gorilla and I remember Jim Ross yelling like he's just a man <laughs> he's just a man <laughs> um all right Kent what a pleasure to yap with you and uh, don't be a stranger all right and lastly, Damashek, we're only a few months away from pirate season, so let's get excited for that. Don't nauseate me. What are you? I, what are you kicking me and yourself down? Where's your self-esteem, boy? I this thought you were a Marlins fan. I'm both. <laughs> I mean, believe me, I've, I'm, I am a Marlins fan, but I still, I still will watch the Pirates sadly as much as it is. Well, in that, I'll tell you what. Seriously, in that crumbum division, now that Albert Pujols is out of there and all the uh, moving around that all the other teams are doing, no Prince Fielder anymore, and Ryan Braun on the shelf for 50 games, is it that absurd to think the Pirates could win the division? <laughs> no, you might, al- you might only need 75 wins. <laughs> That's the only way they could do it. All right, Kent. Listen, we'll uh, we'll kib it soon. Take good care. All right. Yep, have a good one. All right, all the best to Kent. Pirates, indeed. We the, the How do you feel about that when people do that kind of – when they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a fan of this team and I'm a fan of that team. I get people who are transplants, and I get it like an East Coast person, maybe somebody who lived in Philadelphia, moved out to Los Angeles, obviously not going to start rooting for the Lakers, but you may pick up the Clippers. I, I think baseball lends itself to that. I happened – I can't help it. I lived in Chicago for eight years. I couldn't help but – I lived uh, in the shadow of Wrigley Field. I couldn't help but be interested in what the Cubs do. It's every day, you understand. And in the summertime, it's the only sport being played. So you and, and every day you can't miss a score. You flip on the radio, the game's mm-hmm. on. You can't help but be engaged by it. Same thing here in L.A. I like. I happen to like the Dodgers. Wait, now, what? That's right. I like the Dodgers. Listen, believe me, if it ever came down to it and they, the two teams are in the playoffs, not. I skew to my I skew to my hometown, Obviously. but you know, I like to see uh, you know Vince Scully. May, it's hard not to like the Dodgers when you hear the the, the uh, great voice of Vince Scully. All right, we have another caller on the line. Uh, Black tie. Yes, we do. What's his name? His name is Ed. Ed. Oh, it couldn't be. 
Hello? Yeah, you know. You already know. Oh, oh, my goodness. It is the one, the only. How are you? I'm all right. What are you guys doing? Well, we're, we're doing a podcast right now. What a pleasure. Long time no speak, the Ed. First of all, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, another year I made it. I keep on going. How old are you now, sir, if you don't mind me asking? Who, me? You, yeah. Yeah, I'm 58. 58? Wow, where have the years gone? Wow. Well, so, they go they go by the wayside. That's what they call it. That is, they do say. I have heard people say they go by the wayside. Where is this wayside? Mine's getting a lot bigger now. I gained like, I gained like 35 pounds last year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let yourself go there, the ad. Well, listen, maybe you were like Peyton Manning, your favorite. Now, you're a Las Vegas resident, and uh, just for anybody who isn't aware, you you know, we first connected. You started calling in on the Adam Carolla show years ago, and then you tracked me down in Pittsburgh and then in Los Angeles. You always seem to prop up wherever I am, and I always I'm appreciate it. I'm Google, I think, because I've been hunting you down. Yeah, well, uh, listen, let's not look back and and anything. I want to talk about Peyton Manning. He's your your favorite team is the Indianapolis Colts. And and, and what do you think about all this stuff about maybe he's going to go to the Jets? I happen to to think he's done with the Indianapolis Colts. You're correct. You're correct that he will never play another down of professional football again. Oh, you think he's done? He's done, done. done. What inside poop do you have, the Ed? I mean, I said that back in... August and September, and I knew that his surgery, his last surgery that he had, mm-hmm. took place three days before they announced that he had that second surgery. I knew it. Well, I don't understand. So you think there was some they sort said, of... Yeah, they said it was on a, like a Wednesday or a Tuesday. He had the procedure done on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what that exactly means, but so what do you... So, so he's gone. So does this mean uh, Andrew Luck? You're excited for Andrew Luck? No, 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 I'm not excited because I don't think he's going to be too good. You don't? You don't think he'll make a, a good uh, professional QB? Nah, I think football is evaporating, not evaporating, but uh, evolving. And and you need a quarterback like RG3, stuff mm. like that. But the Colts, they're going to be thinking, we can get together a guy like the Peyton Manning. But see, that was old school football. We're into the new things with people got like flares and helmets that got like darts and stuff coming out of it and all that. Those it's are true. the we type do of guys that. you want to have on your team. Well, that is true. That you Their do helmets want to... are bedazzled now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. What about Jim Caldwell? Is he coming back? Oh, no. This was his last job ever. He's going to be boxing groceries down at Kroger. <laughs> do you want Tony Dungy to come back, though? Uh, now you know how I feel about him. Well, tell everybody because even during their glory years, when Tim, when when, uh, when uh, Tony Dungy was the head coach of the Colts, you thought that he got too much credit, right? Why don't you respect him? Listen, I don't respect. Listen, here's what happens when an NFL coach switches teams, like say Bill Parcells. Whenever he goes from team to team, usually a bunch of his players come with him or people that are associated with him. Mm-hmm. So I know. You know that they respect him. Guess how many former Buccaneers came to the Colts? How many? Big fat zero. Mm. Not one. How come Warren Sapp went to the Raiders and didn't come to the Colts? Money? How come? No. 
No, it ain't all about money with Warren Sapp. He's a good kid. And then, like, uh, what, what was the linebacker's name? The other good kid. Derek Brooks? Uh, Derek Brooks, yeah. He didn't never come. Warwick Dunn didn't come. He went to Atlanta or wherever he mm-hmm. went. No, nobody followed suit. Not one Kid. And but that's remember, not your team not opening up the wallet for those guys. Maybe that's the Well, what uh, I remember the Ed said, actually, I thought it was interesting that uh, – I don't know if this was speculation or if you knew something from someone on the inside, but when they were winning the Super Bowl, uh, the Ed said that Tony Dungy's headset that he wore on the sidelines wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. I got pictures to prove that. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it was a prop. The pictures, the pictures prove it, eh? Yeah. The cord just dangling by his waist. That's embarrassing. That's really humiliating for for a man respected I mean, as you know, much as yeah, you. Because at least they could have gave him a headset that was cordless, and they could have thought, oh, maybe he's got batteries in there. Uh-uh. I want they, these photos. It wasn't even plugged into nothing. The Ed, let's move away from football for a second. I, it's been a while, and uh, like I say, we're into a new year. How's everything going for you? The Ed really, for me, is serves as an inspiration, and he should for any young man. Who, you are quite a Lothario for a man, you know, in his 50s. You do well with the young ladies. How's uh, your love life going these days? Uh, it's been, you know, up and down, all around. And I can't find the perfect woman. No? But you've no, been dating? girls, huh? You've been dating, though? Yeah, I've had a lot of dates. But usually it's hard to get the second one. Hmm. Why so? And then, well, they say that, you know, that I'm sometimes um, just not the kind of guy they're looking for. You know, then I go out and spend all kinds of money on them, you know. I'll let them, I'll take them to Long John Silver's. There are all these different places they want to go. See, and I mean, like, seafood oh, is a, that's, you know, that's pretty nice. I know. Seafood, man, most, most women love seafood, I, I thought. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they don't seem, uh, maybe, maybe they... Maybe they get mad when I ask them why they're going to eat all their hush puppies, and I, and I take them. I was going <laughs> to Do you ask first, or do you just take? Well, I touch it. I, so I, I would, here's my move, man. If I want somebody's food, uh-huh. I'll reach over their plate and touch it and be like, you eating that? Oh, that's clever. So, yeah, yeah. So then, right, it's as though you're being polite, but already you've put it in their head that they can't touch this again. I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But my fingers, you know, they're usually not dirty, but they don't know that. Most of the time. Yeah. Good, good. So, but, and so I'm surprised because you've had, it seems like you've gotten close to uh, giving, and you have uh, five sons. And, yeah, I do. And, and I, it seems like you've gotten close a couple of times to giving them a stepmother. Well, they're too old to have a stepmom, but the baby, he's in first grade now. First grade and already. Wow, it's been so long. The dean's office called yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had to go up. Well, I had, I was supposed to go up there, and I just told him, can you just send him back to class? I ain't got time to come up to the school. <laughs> the dean's office. I don't remember having a dean. <laughs> there was a dean. I don't think there was one in my elementary school. I don't Wait, remember. how old are you, Ed? I'm 58. And your son's in first grade. You don't yeah. know though. He's like he's Tony Randall. Well, the Ed, the Ed, tell any you know. Apparently, Adam Rank doesn't know, um, and uh, I, I assume many of our listeners don't know. Tell us about how you came to have this. That he calls it his baby, but uh, it, it's it's an interesting story behind it. Well, I was living in Pittsburgh, and that's mm-hmm. about the time the Dave was out there in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. too, and uh, 
I was at the park across the street from my house like I usually went to in the afternoons to watch all the kids play basketball and run around and do stuff, and I'm sitting there at the park. His lady comes up to me with a bucket and a baby in it. And she says, excuse me, sir. She goes, uh, could you watch my little baby for a minute? I got to I gotta go over, over around the corner for a minute. And I said, ah, no, I can't do that. I can't do it. So she says, what if I give you $10? Can you watch him? I said, no. Nah. I can't do that. I don't know this baby. And then she goes, I'll give you $20. You watch this baby. I'll be right back. I said, all right, I'll do it. So she gave me the baby in this bucket. And the bucket bucks. thing would have been a red flag for me. That seems inappropriate. But all right, no, continue. Most babies are in a bucket. It ain't, it ain't like a real bucket that you put sand in. No. Or you bury your head in oh. and you get embarrassed when I beat you in trivia. Anything like that. It's a it's baby like, carriage thing. Yes, I understand. Exactly. Uh-huh. But I didn't know the words, so I called bucket. it a bucket. Now I got you it. Okay, all, I'm sorry. You get all on me like I'm just. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to get in the way of your story. Please continue. Now listen. So then she, I, I'm there about three o'clock. About five thirty, six o'clock comes. This lady has not showed up back to the park. Mm. So I go home and I take the baby home. And my son's like, "Whose baby is that?" I go, ah, "This lady, Sarah." She said she's going to come back and get the baby because I left a note on the picnic table there with my address on it. I said, you know, come pick up your baby at my address. And so I figured she'd be there. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock shows up. No lady. So she never claimed it. So finders, keepers, losers, weepers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, and never, and I put out, man, I put out like I put, uh, lost, you know, lost signs out with the baby's picture on it, you know, and no one never claimed it. That's weird. I've never seen we're a baby gonna be, picture. We're going to be on the Dateline exclusive for this. I know. I can't believe child services. Never, and I remember I was on the air and the Ed would. Oh, no, I got a legitimate. I went to swap me out here in Vegas and got me a birth certificate and everything. It's all on the up and up now. Oh, that sounds perfectly legitimate. So, yes, <laughs> you're bulletproof now. Well, that's wonderful. That's really worked out nicely. I got, Good him, for you. I got him in school and. He's doing wonders in school. The dean's giving you calls and everything <laughs> about him. So no, he, he pulled a little girl's hair. Uh, and then I guess he hit her or something. I don't, I don't really know what went down because I wasn't there. I mean, it's their word against his. That's right. You know what? There are two sides to every story. Yeah, and just like, did you know there's two sides to every coin? I did know that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just got to flip it and see which side comes up. That's the one you believe. That's a powerful metaphor you just gave us. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow ain't going to win this weekend. You know that, right? You say no. Of course not. No. This guy has only beaten flawed teams. He beats bad teams, and then he beats teams that are beat up, and then he beats the Steelers. Yeah, well, so that was... Three different types of teams that he beat. Bad teams, beat up teams, and the Steelers. Three different kinds. <laughs> Rub it in, the Ed. Rub it in. Hey, the Ed. Unfortunately, we have Stephen Jackson coming up, so I got to run. We got Stephen hey, Jackson what? about Steven to walk Jackson in. Stephen Jackson is from Las Vegas. He went to El Dorado High School. He's a good kid. All right. Should we, do you know him? Should we say hello yeah. to him from you? Yeah. Tell him Ed from Vegas says what's going on, man, and then I'll see him when he comes back in town. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, the Ed. What a pleasure to speak with you. Please don't be a stranger, huh? All right. Well, you can even ask Stephen Jackson if he bought his nephew a Range Rover. He'll tell you yes or no. All right. That's an interesting ask question him. to and, ask and, him. And Sounds like a recruiting yes, violation. No, I ain't lying. All right. Well, right. I, we'll ask him. All right. Hey, well, you guys be good and don't let nobody talk bad about you, okay? Same to you, the Ed. Same to you. Great talking to you. All right. Muchas gracias and everything.
So there he goes, Rank. Have you met the Ed before? Have you talked with him before? When you... I was on, yeah, when I was on the LCS hockey show, I've had I've had a, a couple of nice conversations with him. Yeah, he's an interesting man, isn't he? I think yeah. you can learn a lot from him. He was actually the one who told me that Tony Dungy was going to be the next coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Was convinced it was going to happen this year. Obviously, it didn't. Andy Reid will come back in 2012. But I always thought that was an interesting possibility. But who knows? Maybe next year. So he so can't. Uh, he said he was ahead years. of the curve on the Peyton Manning thing. So well, what I'm excited about though is uh, is like I uh, like I just said. I didn't mean to dismiss the Ed, but. Really excited to be talking with uh, with our next guest here. He's going to be coming in here any moment now. Yes, Black Tie? He's coming up? Great. Black Tie is going to get him right now. Superstar running back from the St. Louis Rams. Can't wait. Eh, what let's, a, not, let's not refer to him as a Ram, though. Why not? He's a member oh, of the right. St. Louis football club. I forgot. But please, try to be polite. I don't know. Our, please, well, here, no, he's I mean, coming through the, uh, through the doors right now. Here he is. Okay. He's a strapping man. Looks like a handsome uh, gentleman, too. Big dude. Yeah, big guy dressed up in a tie. Now now you should feel embarrassed. There he is, Steven Jackson, Dave oh, Damashek. How are you? Adam Rank. Adam. How are you? Now you should feel like a I real didn't. heel. I'm sorry for, for, for my sidekick here. You know, we, we uh, you and I saw fit to dress up, but apparently <laughs> yes. he's not the gentleman that we are. How are you, Steven? I'm doing good. and He's relaxing on his Friday. How about that? I suppose. See, it's casual right. Friday. I give him a break. I give him a break. All right. Fair enough. If that's how you want to play it, I'll, I'll, uh, well, I'll follow you. Well, I'm a newcomer. You, you can get him all day. I don't... <laughs> Our time is precious. I'll I'll, I'll uh, scold him after you're gone. Okay. But let's talk about. Obviously, I'm sure you've uh, you, you've yapped about it quite a bit already over the last couple hours. Jeff Fisher, the new head coach of the St. Louis Rams. Who's talk that? About Who's that? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. You know, I think uh, Coach Fisher is a great uh, a great hire. Uh, he's going to do dividends for the team. I'm pretty sure the city's excited about the announcement today. Um, over my career, you know, I've played for a number of head coaches, but he, he comes with some credibility. He comes with, you know, some experience. And, I, you know, I, I know um, guys that I've talked to, in that, like Chris Johnson, um, even Jacob Bell, my office alignment, Drew Bennett. I've actually reached out to these guys already. And, you know, what do you say about them? How do you feel about them? In the last couple of hours? Or do you mean in the last in the, few days is this led up In the up last to? couple of hours, since, since it's been announced that he's going to be the guy. Um, and all resoundingly say they love him, still – um, view him as their coach and things like that. I mean, those kind of, you know, those kind of remarks. That speaks highly, you know, for guys to talk about you like that. What's it like when you're? Because obviously the fans clamor for a new coach and everything. But when, as a player of, of your team, and you see, because his name's been in the news, connected with the with the football team for a long time. It seemed like it's played out for like the last couple of weeks. Where you know, is he going to go to Miami? Is he going to go to St. Louis? What's that like as a player? Well, I didn't follow it, and I, I, it's more so not that I didn't care, it's just that I've been through it so many times that I was over it. You know, I'm, when he shows up, whoever that guy is, that I'll beat him, I'll get excited about what's going to be the new steps that we're going to take together. But, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the, the fan base in St. Louis is elated. I mean, he comes with, he comes with some credibility. Uh, crazy enough, he was one yard away. From winning a Super Bowl against the St. Louis Rams, That's right. so, you know, lo and behold, um, everything's coming full circle. What about you know? Every time I think of that game, I think about those uniforms that the Rams were wearing. Stephen Jackson, you've worn that Rams uniform for a long time. What's the best Rams uni? The old school one. Yeah, right. Doesn't that? Don't they got to go back to that full time already? Well, if not that one, I wouldn't mind trying on the blue and white one. Yes, yes. I would That's love, exactly. I would right. love to try that one out. 
Deacon Jones era. Deacon Jones era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a handsome uniform. All right, we park our cars, uh, cars in the same garage. I have praised you quite a bit on this podcast and elsewhere as being a guy who I feel like, and don't take this the wrong way, I feel like you're a little under the radar because of the success of the Rams during your career. Are you worried uh, about being Barry Sanders, Archie Manning, Kevin Garnett, uh, to make an NBA comparison, a guy who toils and is a superstar and puts up Hall of Fame-type numbers but never gets the recognition, never gets even close to a championship? How concerned are you about that? I, you know what? I'm starting to concern. I'm starting to think and be concerned about that now. Never up until this point have I ever concerned myself. I always just wanted to be the best player I can be and try to lead my team to uh, winning seasons and hopefully playoff appearances and all that. Um, the love of the game is in me. It will continue to be in me. But if I'm in the, amongst the Archie Baddies and the Barry Sanders, I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to win a championship and hopefully a, a couple before I hang, hang up the cleats. I don't want to – I'm not putting you on the spot. Obviously, Jeff Fisher's your new head coach. This uh, probably it means good things for you. And a lot of nice young pieces there in, uh, in St. Louis for you. But would you ever consider, if you got close, you have one more year, would you ever think about doing what KG did with uh, moving to the Celtics, so, a situation like that? Well, th- this team needs one, needs a running back. I could fit in beautifully. I could walk away with a Lombardi and then go off into the sunset. Well, you know, it would be something that you definitely have to think about and consider for yourself. That's a personal decision. But I, and everything goes back to my relationship with the Rams and the organization is if they still want me around and I see that we're making headway, I think the ideal story is to suffer through the, through the, all the, the lean years and go out with a bang like Jerome Bettis did in Pittsburgh. I actually like mm-hmm. that story better. Yeah, that is a nice story, as yeah. a matter of fact. What about the fact that, uh, you know, we talk about where you are in your career nine years in now, and, uh, you know, we, we've heard cow, we've heard bell cow. I don't even know if anybody who uses the phrase knows what a bell cow even is, <laughs> but so be it. We, know, we, we get uh, the connotation that you're getting every carry and you're staying in there on third downs. What, to what is it owed? that you are able to do that in an era when everybody else, there's a specialty back on third down, there's a tandem backfield. How is it possible that you have been pretty much the one guy? I'm trying to think. Are you the only guy out there who's who's really staying on the field for all downs? Pretty much so. You know, um, I'm I'm rare. I'm rare in this day and age. But I've idolized guys when I was growing up, um, the Marshalls, the Emmets, even the Bo Jacksons, and going even further back. It was always just a one-back offense. You always prepared yourself. You always you wanted to be that franchise guy that could do it all, run, catch, and block. And I, you know, tried to perfect those things and actually get better year in and year out. That and carry on that legacy. Um, you know. Yeah, every, but I want. I'd like to do that too. I'd like right. to be the quarterback. If right. you, if the Rams want a quarterback, <laughs> I'll come in there and do it. But that doesn't mean I get to do it. Right. How is it possible that you've actually been able to do it for nine years? I just think I take great care of my body. I take great care of my body, and then I've been vocal with the organization and the coaching staff about what the role I want to play with the offense and with the team. As um, long as I've been productive and I keep doing so, I think they'll allow me to do so. But it's all about carrying on a legacy, man, and the value of the running back is starting to go down. Everyone's looking for that hot mm-hmm. youngster. Gotta, i got to keep doing it for the old, the old vets. I hear you. What does your team do now, though? You guys have the second pick in the draft. Now, there's some schools of thought where you could go with Khalil, the tackle from USC, to help you out on the offensive line. Some people might even suggest going for a quarterback. I don't think so. I think Sam Bradford's a good one. Justin Blackman, the guy coming out from Oklahoma State, looks like a good option. If you're playing the general manager, who do you want to see him pick up? Well, if I'm playing general manager, um, I'll see if I could trade 
and, and and I wouldn't trade that far down. Maybe like with like with Cleveland, Cleveland has exactly moments. with Cleveland. I, I'll try to do a trade with Cleveland if they're if they want to come up and draft maybe uh, uh, Griffin uh, out of out of Baylor. But if they don't want to do so, I think at the number two pick you have to get a sexy pick, and it has to be a receiver that's going to help your quarterback that you've invested in big time and help him develop. He has a running game that he can lean on. Mm-hmm. Now he needs other options and other tools out there on the outside for him to help him out. And Sam Bradford, but it's, it seems ridiculous to me that people are even questioning him. It just seems like he got dinged up long-term. Is he the guy? Is he going to be the guy? I, I, he's going to be the guy. Sam, is a, he's going to be a, a good quarterback. And, and if he develops in the right way, he will be a pro Bowl quarterback. But I think in fairness to Sam and being around him, he prepares day in and day out. But this is going to be his third offense in three years. So don't judge him too harshly yet. And I, I know a lot comes with the quarterback position, but it's not fair. He's been in uh, two offenses. Now he's going to have to learn a third one in this, in this upcoming offseason. The big story about Jeff Fisher was that he had to debate. He was either going to go to the Dolphins. The concern there was that he wanted to have some control of personnel. The concern with going to St. Louis was that he's worried that you guys might be moving to Los Angeles. What do you hear about that? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if the move's going to happen. I, I think it's like two years we still have a contract um, in St. Louis with the city. Um I mean, the, the city of St. Louis has lost the team already before. They've been through that. I'm sure they don't want to go through that again. Uh, and moving a wow. team moving a team is hard to deal with. So I couldn't imagine. If changing a head coaches is hard, I couldn't imagine moving cities. I'm sure but that's tough. But you'll be coming to Los Angeles. Look at you- this. Here, I got you, I got you just in case. Here's the, <laughs> Manhattan Beach. Uh-oh. I think if you come down this way, I think that's really – you want to be by the beach. You that's know? a nice property, though. That is a nice one. And I listen, I'm not pricing these for, for – uh, <laughs> For what I've got in the bank, but uh, something in line maybe with what you have. But I <laughs> now you might want to look downtown because it's really up and coming, and it'd be near the new stadium. I assume that they're going to build Farmers there. Field. You know, Malibu yeah. is always nice. That's where the I that's like where the Malibu. This yeah, is that's gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah, this is gorgeous. Just be careful, of Mel Gibson. Just uh, you know, late <laughs> at night. Actually, now all. now that's all nice, but you know, I've got you a nice place right here. Down in the Newport Coast, you'll be neighbors with Kobe Bryant. Wow. Orange no, County. No, I don't want you to Orange live in Orange County. County. I live in Orange County. It would be a nice homage to the Anaheim version of the Los Angeles Rams, the ones I grew up rooting right. for. We the don't one, want that. The are one, they, are, and they when you guys, filming, are they filming OC Housewives there? Absolutely. They're down, yeah, they're down <laughs> a little bit further south, down in Cota de Casa and places like that. Newport Coast, a little bit nicer. No, I, no, I no. can see I want, you. I want, I want I you to be in LA. Nice. I want I think, you to know. No, no, no. Orange County, it's where it's at. Listen, him and Steven Kobe, and I no, will be no. in Malibu. You'll come and visit him us. Him and Kobe, they can commute together. Like if the Lakers have a game <laughs> at Staples Center while you have one at Farmers would, Field. How funny that would be. Get in, that, get in the helicopter with them and just ride on over. If that happened, if, this, if the St. Louis Rams move back to L.A. and you guys already have taken uh, Albert Pujols, boy, boy. <laughs> it, it, might, <laughs> it might be a small warning. See? You, you, well, can be, you, can be, you can be neighbors with it. it, it that's what St. Louis deserves. We're taking our team. We're taking them back. I want you still on the team, though. That's what I. That's what I'm most concerned about. I want Sam Bradford. That's why I want Blackman. Draft him. I'm with you. Like I like what you say because you're very smart. Because you knew that if you guys drop down to Cleveland's pick, because they have two first rounders right. and they move up to number two, take RG three. No matter what Minnesota does, you'll just take the guy that they don't take. Because if they, they'll probably end up going to Khalil, and then you have Blackman. There. I like this. I'm already getting my oh, jersey no. ready. Uh, yeah, I, no, I think it's uh, I think it's RG three, 
but uh, let's not split hairs. Speaking you, of hairs. you hair, think RG3 to the St. Louis Rams? No, to no. Cleveland. I think yeah, no, no, that, no, but, yes, but yes, Minnesota's yeah, right. taken Khalil. Oh, right, yes. right, right. And right, then right, Blackman sorry, falls. Yes. And then number Blackman four, goes, where you would be anyway. What so. an offense. If you can keep Brandon Lloyd all of a sudden. And he could tutor him. That'd be awesome. That's not now we're now we're cooking with gas. Steve NFC Jackson. West, watch out. That's right. <laughs> hey, now you, uh, now, but you grew up in Las Vegas. Yes, and you grew up. You, but you weren't a Rams. There's a lot of LA Rams fans in Las Vegas. You're right. either. It seems like you're either Cowboys or Rams. Who right. did you grow up rooting for? Well, my dad was a Cowboys fan, so I, naturally I had to go with pops. Mm-hmm. I had to go with my dad. And they had a chance to pick you. Yeah, and they traded out of the spot. What a bad decision by the Do you one. like it? Do you look back? <laughs> and the guy they ended up with in the second round was Julius Jones. Julius Jones. Do you ever look back at that? And do you ever talk? I mean, I don't know how friendly. I, I don't know if you'd ever run into Jerry Jones or anything. But would you ever let him know that he made a mistake if you saw him? I've had my chance at a few Super Bowls to do so <laughs> in passing. And, and when I play them, I, I really get up for that game. I that, bet. That game I, I really get up for. Not so much because of me, but I know my dad would have loved to see his son play for that team. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen, and they missed out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, what about uh, – you, you mentioned Pujols, but legitimately now, are, do you guys ever talk in the locker room? I always wonder about this with professional athletes. What kind of competition is there in a city like St. Louis? The Cardinals, it's a baseball town, it feels like to me, from the outside. It's more baseball. But now you guys have a chance to steal it. I mean, the, you know, the, no pool holes equals that they're, they've got to slip a little bit. Now you guys feel like maybe all of a sudden on the rise. They just won a World Series. I know. Well, listen, that's, in the, that's in the rear view that's mirror, the man. Mirror. On to the next year. Well, I, you know, with the assignment of the addition of Jess Fisher and hopefully a, a Blackman or a, a top-notch uh, receiver to go on with Brandon Lloyd, we, we can still, you know, some of the hearts and make some of those baseball fans football fans again. What about um, what about the you played obviously the Niners a couple of times? What do you think about uh, the Niners going into this uh, into this game against the Saints? And, I mean, right. I, I mean, I, obviously they have a chance, but do but do you think they're going to do it? I, I actually believe they can do it. Um, it depends on what what 49ers show up that day. You know, frankly, we know the Saints are not the same team on the road. That just mm-hmm. we you know we saw that in St. Louis when we played them this year. If the 49ers are able to utilize Frank Gore, get him running downhill, attack the heart of that defense, and their and the 49ers defense create turnovers when Drew Brees is throwing the ball. Um, the combination of the turnovers and the yardage uh, with time of possession, the 49ers could definitely win this game. You think that? Well, I know Jonathan Vilma wasn't in there when they paid you a visit, but do you get the sense? My sense is that Frank Gore is going to be able to have his way against that defense. If they don't get out of hand, if the if the defense can um, not let them go up by two scores, two possessions, Forty ers will win this game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there should be some gamemanship? Because, like you said, the Saints don't play very well on the road. Even worse, if that game's on the road outside. I think that Jim Harbaugh should be out at Candlestick Park right now, flooding the field. Let, I, I hope they haven't mowed the grass in a month. What do you think as a player? Do you kind of like when teams do that kind of gamesmanship? You know, it, it's fun. It's fun for the game. But me being a dome team like the New Orleans Saints, uh, it's definitely a feel for natural grass, and especially if they, if they muddy it up or let it grow longer. Um, it, you don't think about it, but it, it affects the way you execute and, and the way you play. You guys need to, you and Jeff Fisher. If you guys both demanded it, maybe St. Louis would listen. You got to rip the dome off of that joint already. Play outside, right? If they like do the that, Rose Bowl. Well, if they do that, I want you to know what you're asking for. Me moving to Malibu won't happen. 
<laughs> so you got to pick what you want. Though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Forget that whole. Thing. You know what? Just announce. I refuse to play in a dome. I, I I've decided we're we got to go to SoCal. We've so, got it. The, the Rose Bowl's outside. All right. Here's a question for you, really, because I talked about this earlier in the year when uh, Torrey Smith actually it looked like it might keep the Ravens from actually winning a division. They lost the game after he was tackled by his hair. How many times, if ever, has that happened to you? Um, never been actually tackled by the hair, but my hair has definitely been pulled, and um, I've lost some. I say some soldiers. You know, <laughs> I, I, I speak freely. They're not soldiers. You know, they don't sacrifice their life. But uh, I've definitely lost soldiers uh, on the on the turf, and it hurts. It's not fun, but. Um, I'm a little too heavy to go down just by my hair. So I, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys go low and, you know, try to take my take my legs out before they go high. It is. You, you really are an anomaly. There are not very many. Forget about, like, we talk about uh, your durability. But also, there are not very many in the history of the NFL running backs your size that have any uh, sustained success. Eric Dickerson was as tall as you, I think, but he obviously had a different style than yours. As a pounder, it really is. You, you talk about Jerome Bettis had a long career as a pounder, and you're probably right there, right? I mean, do you how, how do you compare yourself with the other, you know, memorable running backs of the last quarter century, the guys yeah, you've gotten to watch? Definitely, you know, uh, big backs typically, like you said, um, don't have long-lasting careers just because of the pounding that they take. But, you know, I've been fortunate enough. I have I have like a, a, a rehab in my room. I, I have cold tubs. I have a hot tub. I have stem machines. Everything you find at, at Rams Park I have in my house. So as soon as I get off the plane from a long-away trip, I'm rehabbing right away. The gonna, listing I gave I you for see, Newport yeah. Beach, yeah, I put that on there. <laughs> oh, good. Rehab <laughs> hot that. tub right here in Malibu is going to be there for you, too. Who's uh, the best running back of all time? Now, if you're going for the legacy, now I'm going I'm to tell you, I grew up 18 minutes door-to-door from Angel Stadium. I say it's Eric Dickerson. What do you say? I... You're going to go what? Tony Dorsett, aren't no, you? No, no, I'm going to... I've got to go with sweetness. Mm-hmm. I think he had it all. Mm-hmm. And he suffered early in his career, but he... He, yeah, he, well, that's a, that's someone else who you can sort of uh, hopefully your career yeah. winds up like his. Day. He toiled for, I think, right around eight, nine years, yes, and then did. suddenly the Bears broke through. So hopefully this is uh, – you're going to follow that same – The Bears uh, broke uh, through when they beat the Rams quarterback by Dieter Brock. Oh, very well. Right. If I'm not like mistaken. Drop the Dieter Brock yes, all the we time. we do do that. Here. See, that this is, to me, this, this, this plays out as a perfect story because even though you're from Las Vegas, Las Vegas is so close to Los Angeles, I still consider you one of our native sons. So for you to be playing with this this era of the St. Louis football team that just wasn't, you know, just came after the greatest show. He refuses show to call them the Rams. The Rams that. are Los Angeles. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to. You've been so <laughs> nice, and I you're winning me over, and I feel like a heel. But you're you're still not the Rams. you got to have Jack Youngblood back a couple of more times before I will call you the Rams. But so I, I feel it's just a perfect ending for you to go out and you toil with this thing. Then you get Sam Bradford and you get Justin Blockman. And you get these great pieces just in time. Jeff Fisher, a Southern California guy, just in time to move back to L.A. And the first year back in L.A., you win a Super Bowl. I think that's the best story. It's a nice story, Stephen. Winning a Super Bowl, period. I don't care where <laughs> I win it. <laughs> and lastly, uh, I, I always associate you with uh, with the Beavers of, uh, of Oregon State. What do you make of this uh, SEC stuff? Do you feel like the rest of the nation is now getting short shrift because we're all suffering from Stockholm Syndrome? The SEC is the only conference. There's, there's only th- uh, uh, conference that kicks out any halfway decent team. Uh, what, what do you think about that as a Pac-12 guy? 
I hate it. I think I know. <laughs> we have some great games. We have some great teams and, and universities here on the West Coast. Um, you know, I think UFC in the earlier earlier in the decades of 2000, they showed that they could be very dominant. It's a lot of great talent that comes from here uh, on the West Coast itself, especially in California. But Oregon, Oregon State, you know, when those teams are rolling, those teams are can compete mm-hmm. with anybody. I mean, you just think about when Oregon State, Oregon, and Washington was all like top ten teams in the BCS, and could Stanford or Oklahoma State have beaten? Bama or LSU. It wouldn't have even been Bama. It would have been LSU. So could either one of those teams won that game? I would. I would have. I would have liked to see um, the, the Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I would I like agree. to see, see if they could have that offense. Um, LSU just they're just too bland. They didn't do enough to even win that game as an offense. And nah, I, I would <laughs> like to see them spread it out and actually see Blackman against that. Alabama defense and get him prepared since that they said that's the closest thing to the NFL. Let's see what he do. I completely agree yeah, with you. I mean, yeah. the idea that the Oklahoma State wouldn't have at least scored points. Now, maybe they wouldn't have stopped Alabama themselves, but right. they certainly would have scored points. You know, they would have gotten a couple of touchdowns. I think. Well, the way mm-hmm. Les Miles was calling that game, he got super conservative, went away from his normal game plan and everything. If he calls a game like that against Oklahoma State, I don't think they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right, listen, Steven Jackson, you're a delight, and uh, we have a lot to work on, the three of us. We have to figure out w- where exactly. And if you want to, just call Rank and I anytime, and hey. we're happy to, you know, sort of oversee things here while you're in St. Louis. We'll vet out all the properties. Then also we we'll got to figure out this at... uniform thing. we got to get yeah. – do you push that? To, next time you – next season, go to the guy – whoever makes these decisions. Don't go with the blue face mask. Go with the white uniform, the, the white and blue uniform. No, no, no. That's, a, that's an L.A. thing. Let's leave that You don't here. want that. Because <laughs> I, I get you Why can do wear, you have to? I, mean, I, he's, he's, I know, but I, I'm not going to say this behind his back. I'm not going to say it while he I walks out the door. I respect you for that, and I assume Stephen I Jackson say, does too. Because they did wear those blue and yellow ones that Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk wore. Do you, by the way, do you resent those guys? That they, do they, like when they come back because they were at that era that you didn't get? Are you a little <laughs> resentful? Well, I was teammates with everyone except for Kurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the Tory Isaac and, and, uh, and Marshall, I played with all of them for a number of years. So I, I don't resent it. But do they talk about like, oh, you know, if you would have been here two years ago? Oh, they it do. Been great. They do say that. They, Can you hand me that pen over there? My hand's too heavy from this Super Bowl ring. Yeah. I can't. They do do that. They 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 always tell me, man, you just missed the good years. It's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't seem like it would sit right. You go into the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't think about it. I don't know. You I don't, don't think know. about it. I don't. I think I think to get to the Hall of Fame, you have to one put up numbers as an individual, two postseason. I have not been a part of that, so I don't. At right now, I don't. I don't think I qualify yet. All right. Well, you and I disagree on that point, but uh, like I yeah, say, I think it'll be one of those things you look back on, and I think when you re-examine your career and you look back, especially in the era of specialization of everything that you're able to do well, I think there will be people pulling for you. Well, I hope so. That'd be good. Then we can we can party again. Yeah, yeah, we'll do podcast we'll do, live. Nothing like being. Oh, yeah. You, you want to talk about a party? Canton, Ohio. This is awesome. Yeah. Look <laughs> out! You don't be mean. It is wild. You're from we'll Las Vegas. That. Forget Las. Las what? Canton. That's where it's we'll at. We'll be at the Buffalo Wild Wings again. We'll, be we'll show you our Canton. Right. All right, Stephen Jackson. Listen, congratulations on the new coach. I think uh, that uh, I can hardly spell anything but uh, good things for you and uh, Bradford and the rest of the fellows over there. Wait, are we done? You guys have to talk Tebow for about 30 seconds, right? No, this is great. We haven't spoken about Tebow. Do you want to talk Tebow? Uh, I protest. I don't want to talk Tebow. (laughs) 
All right. I wake up, I talk to you. I go to the bathroom, yes, I come back and talk about yes, Tebow. Every let's time, be, every let's time make we a go, stand. Enough Tebow already. <laughs> Tebow time. Rap. It's a rap. We're talking to Steven Jackson. Get out of here with those bad ideas. All right. I'm sorry for that. That was an insult. Thank that was, a, that was okay. a slap in the face yes. to all of us, I feel like. Well, we'll talk to you a little later. <laughs> all right. So so we all agree. No We're good. No team. Team. All no right. Steven Jackson, thank right. you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank it you so much. Pleasure. There he goes. Everybody, number 39, St. Louis Rams. I mean what I just said to him, too. I you think, do. I think that things are looking up there. I mean, uh, the, all of a sudden, what's, what's interesting, though, dang, uh, uh, too late now. I feel like um, that division – uh, has been a punchline for quite some time, but you think about that. The Cardinals finished off uh, the second well. half pretty well. Eight and eight, yeah. The Niners, I don't think, are a flash in the pan. Mm-mm, I don't no, know no, what. No, no. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Alex Smith, but either way, I think that defense has a lot of young pieces to it. And uh, who am I forgetting from the division? Seattle. Oh, Seattle and Seattle. Yeah, another team. I think you could make a good case for as as being on the rise. That offensive line. As, an, as a young one, the defense with Pete Carroll, that's his area of expertise. Yeah, Your this buddy, is all Tavares of a sudden, Jackson? Yeah, I like Tavares Jackson, although that's one of the rumors, too, is that he's uh, he's going to be shown the door in favor They're gonna of go Tannehill out, Tannehill of, uh, Texas out of A&M, City. although he has a broken foot. Anyway, what a delight, Steven Jackson, right? It's tough. I'm torn. It's like one of those things I always like to say, don't meet your heroes. It never works out well. I know I've talked about my interaction with Norm McDonald. But also, you don't want to meet your enemies either, because obviously, I, like I'm them, gonna right? yes, because now I like them, and now I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like now I'll probably end up drafting him too early. He's in not my your fantasy. enemy. He, he, th- he thought you were. I, I I don't want to tell. I don't want to embarrass you because what's done is done. But I I don't think he enjoyed you very much. Nah. I think he thought you were ridiculous. I think he was mad dogging me on the way out the door. What does that mean, mad dog? Staring me down like. <laughs> Who is this guy? Like I'll I'll come back and talk well, to the other guy. First of all, he and I are gentlemen who show up in a in improper dress for an interview. You understand? We wear a suit and a tie. He's our first ever guest in our, our player guest at least mm-hmm. here in Studio Sixty Six. He understood the situation. He wore a tie. Why okay. couldn't you? Because I normally wear a tie. So why should I? It's Casual Friday, you to, like he said. Who's who's big time in Stephen Jackson now? You, you. Good. I think well, you did this you know, as a message. If there was, if it was Jack Youngblood, I would have worn a tie. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to tell Stephen Jackson you said that the next time we talk when okay. we get together at his Malibu estate, and yeah. you may not be invited. For, okay. for your words. All right. Well, listen, that was great fun yapping with him, and um, and uh, thanks to our callers too. Again, follow Adam Rank at Adam Rank. Follow me at Damashek, and uh, for that matter, fa- follow at NFL Com Live. You're going to want to be following that Twitter feed because coming up at the Super Bowl week leading up to it, me Rank. Elliot Harrison, Jason Smith are all going to be there doing a live show three hours a day. We're going to be tweeting stuff out. We'll want your responses on a bunch of hooey and applesauce, so make sure you get on that. Also, NFL.com, we appreciate you going over there. Dave DaveDamashek.NFL.com. Shame Report, a new NFL is up there with uh, work uh, working with our pals. BindleDog.com on that one. We did the, the USFL rank. We did what would happen if the USFL had survived. I think it's interesting. I the it youngster, was a great one. I think the youngsters don't care because the you know people, you know who, who weren't alive when the USFL was going mm-hmm. ha- don't understand the. But uh, I think anybody of our age who grew up watching the USFL, it's really good. This is probably they're all good. This one might have been one of my favorites. Might have right? been my favorite. Yeah, it was really oh. good. I love the USFL. Love the LA Express. Tom Ramsey, Steve well, Young. You helped me out with that one, so I appreciate that. And then of course, uh, ranks pick six is out there. 
his like dislike, which is now a video piece weekly. Every week, it's a video piece. It's starting to evolve that way. But yes, we I didn't see. do one this week, but we've done two, and we'll have some more coming in the future. All right, terrific. All right, so listen, black tie, nice job uh, landing us, uh, Stephen Jackson. And uh, rolling those calls. Thanks for those calls. And uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.